2: Don't quit before the miracle happens! Hey, with an Effective Characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are around without representing any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience with emotional sobriety in this episode 54 of the Effective Characters podcast. Let's go! Hey! How's it going? Hi, guys. You're wonderful, friends. Let's go around the room. James, hit the microphone as many times as you can to get it out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> Every t- I don't know if we talked about that, how, how funny it is. I think I might have left some of it in. Like last time, I'm like, I-, I counted 47 times, and it's because we're all in our separate studios still. Remember when we actually d- used to do this show together before the pandemic?
1: No, oh, that was so long ago. It was like three lifetimes ago.
2: Yeah, man. Do you guys miss that? Are we ever going to get back to normal?
1: I think so, eventually. I miss it. I, I much rather prefer to do it together in person than, than yeah. alone.
2: So so let's talk about news that happened this week to catch people up and, uh, and how it relates to uh, – you know, we're we're still all in the, the same home group. James is in the Zoom home group um, and uh, had some pretty uh, exciting different news that's coming up in a couple weeks with him and his life. James? Yes, Mike? Do you know what, what I'm talking about October 1st?
0: October 1st. Oh, you're talking about my wife? Yeah.
2: What did I tell you
0: about talking oh, about my wife? Oh, that's
2: right. I'm not allowed to.
0: No, um she's got a a wonderful opportunity to go to Chicago for 6 weeks to help with her um with her new niece that will be born uh around the same time and she's a 1-year-old nephew and it's her brother's children and uh, she'll be going there uh with her mom and they're going to be uh just uh kind of taking care of the little one has
2: she done that before or is this like uh before meaning like
0: she has with her other sisters. okay um, helped with the, the little ones
1: uh, you No, know, uh, how do you feel about Go. not
0: working she'll be back um to work sometime and uh it's really it's a great opportunity and the cool thing is like everything is virtual now so nothing's going to change i'll still see her every morning on the morning meeting i'll see her at night we'll have a we said we were we'll put on Netflix and we'll put the same movie on at the same time and FaceTime so we're like watching the movies together. How silly are we?
2: Oh that's <laughs> pretty cool. I d I don't know if it, I I mean it's kinda of like the worlds we live in, right? It's like that's yeah. that's a way uh, I forget what they're called. Something like parties where it's essentially like a Zoom or everything else where is it I don't know. I think it was
0: um- it's bumblebee bathtub.
2: Bumblebee bathtub. is that that for real? Well, that's the term. Yeah. So, well that that'll be fun anyway. So, so are you okay being? Uh, it'll be what you and your your father in law here.
0: Yep. Yep. And he's um he's working. He's a he's a professor, and uh, you know I see him in the mornings and we just we talk for a little bit, um, but I'll be picking up my children on uh, my son's 17th birthday uh, down in miami so i usually have uh my wife to be my co-pilot so i'll be driving down picking up the kids driving back so that's about a seven hour drive wow uh, I'll decorate you know the living room for his his birthday so when he walks in the door he's got balloons and stuff i love to do that and um you know i'll just be taking care of the animals we have um Dog and two cats. One of the cats we just found out is diabetic, so it needs. uh Jeez, I don't even know if
1: it's two shots or one shot a day. I've got, oh, <laughs> you might want to figure that out.
2: I will figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know what's worse. I guess if it only needs one, and you give two, right?
0: Then it's I too much. Too- to Giving too much. It's because the. The vet said, "No matter what, you never want to give him too much."
1: Yeah, it's insulin.
0: So if he didn't have it, he's still better off than if you give him. Do you
2: too give much, it between so. the the paws, like the knuckles? How does that work? In I the butt.
0: He lifts up the back skin and finds a little white piece of skin, and just she says, "You gotta poke it in there." It's like poking through leather. And he just got to
2: poke it in. The so, like, oh. so I want to admit something to you on that topic. So before I came into uh, sobriety, it was the last year of my drinking where I, uh, I just couldn't stand myself and I felt like I needed to have booze like every single day. Um, I was put in charge of giving my dog a shot every Monday And usually I would make sure that I had enough alcohol to get through the day, but I didn't overdo it. And I forgot what day of the week it was. And my wife, like usually right before I would go to bed, she didn't know that I was drinking at all. So I was sneak drinking. And right before I went to bed, she said, hold on, you can't go to bed just yet. You have to give Dr. Bunsen, the name of our dog, his shot because I can't do it. And I was so drunk that I squeezed his skin the wrong way and did the shot through the thin part of the skin and um, and ended up, like, not injuring him, but he, like, winced. And I felt, like, terrible because of Aww. it. Because I, w- you know, I, I thought to myself, I'm maintaining my drinking. I'm getting everything done. I'm doing it right, and I almost really injured him. So I'm glad for your cat's sake that uh, you're sober today, so you don't actually have to do what I did. And uh, indeed, what's that? I said indeed, indeed. Yeah. So don't so don't do that. You know, say a prayer before you do it. Do you have a tough time doing the shots? Like I, it scared the heck out of me having to do that.
0: No, I'm glad she told me that little piece of information because I would be like trying to poke him and if it didn't go right away. I'd be like, oh, no, what do I do? But she said, when you feel that resistance, poke a little harder and get it in there. So
2: Yeah. She,
0: she's very thorough about explaining things.
2: I mean, that's a, that's a good uh, description for life, you know? If yeah. things If things don't go the way that you want them to, just push a little harder. And maybe they will. Even if your feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And speaking about feelings, Dennis, who came up with this topic, how are you? Uh, Hi, Dennis.
1: Hello. What, uh, are you there? What's,
2: what's going on in your life? How's everything?
1: Uh, It's been better.
2: Okay. You want to talk about it?
1: Sure. I was supposed to film this weekend, as y'all know. And I had to had to reschedule because of anxiety issues. So I've been a little emotionally unstable for, like, the last few days because of that. So you talked through little bit it.
2: about it before. What, like, what does it feel like when it creeps up? Like, it, like James and I uh, were on the phone with you and we hung out that day. But, like, what does it feel... Feel like? What does the anxiety feel like when it's creeping up? Well,
1: for me, it, it usually starts with like a nauseous feeling, like in my gut, where I just kind of like, kind of like nerves, like kind of like butterflies in your stomach. And then it slowly progresses. And like, you know, the physiology of it, of like the nauseousness, and like I feel like I'm going to throw up and I feel like I need to like. You know, number two myself or something that like slowly builds up. But then at the same time, the mental part of it starts to build up where it's just this underlining like nervousness and fear starts to build up. And then my mind starts racing where it jumps from thought to thought to thought. And it's usually like a negative like thought or whatever. And so usually that would progress into like panic where I would just like freak the fu- freak out. Yeah. Um, now I do things like, you know, like say prayers and like tell my things and like not lash on, like try not to fight it in a way and to make it worse or whatever. So it hasn't developed. It didn't develop into like a full panic attack, but this this time it kind of developed into a point where I was just frozen and I couldn't do anything. Like even when I calmed myself and, and I don't know. And it's very like, like mentally taxing. Like after it happens, I feel like hung over and like tired and like unbalanced and, and it's not, it's not good. I don't know if that helps in explaining it, but
0: yeah, it, it it sounds like a win to me because you didn't have a full-blown panic attack and I've seen someone with a panic attack and they feel like they're dying
1: yeah and, I mean it's and- it's a win in that sense that I didn't have a full-blown panic attack but then I also have like the negative thoughts of like oh I was not able to do this thing that I wanted to do and like other people relying on me for so it did like idea of a failure and and being inadequate and not being able to deal with it, like kind of comes up too, you know,
0: that's just pride messing with you.
1: Yeah. We actually
0: (laughs) talked
2: about that a couple episodes ago. So Dennis, go back and listen. (laughs) You'll be good. But it does. uh...
1: No, I understand it logically and theoretically. I understand it, but when you're going through it, it's like, you can't control it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can calm my mind enough to know that it's false and that it's not true and like all of that kind of stuff. But it doesn't pull me out of like, you know, the mental state I'm in or the, the physical sickness that I'm feeling. Yeah.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And
0: for, for me, when you were in that state, there was really, I really didn't know what to say. All I could do as a friend was just to listen and to be understanding. And, as a result, I got the Sunday off and I got to play uh, Mario Party on the Switch with Vanessa, which was pretty cool
2: instead of work. Hey, I was kind of playing too. <laughs> you were what? I was kind of playing.
1: When I yeah. when I got there and took over your game, Mike, you had you had what, like four points and zero stars. To be fair, so it didn't look like you were really playing. To be
2: fair, James can tell you that right before you got there, I landed on a space on the game that it deducted some of my points and stars. Oh, so that's I had horrible! More. That's not points are coins? Whatever they are, I don't know. I'm never playing again.
1: That's that's <laughs> one of those games where like it's kind of annoying because it's like partly skill, but a lot of it is luck. You could be like ahead and like winning like the whole game, and all of a sudden you land on a uh space and lose your coins and someone steals your star and like all of a sudden like doesn't matter i
0: was was happy vanessa got so far because we were in her house taking up her space and we didn't even use it so good for her she got
1: yeah (laughs) no she is a champ yeah yeah
2: well so let's talk about uh emotions in sobriety or emotional sobriety uh, oh it came up. Good topic. Yeah, hey thanks Dennis, thanks for uh thanks for finding this one.
1: Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting. I think I came up with this topic before I had the like anxiety attack. So how did it come up? It came up. I think we were we were in we were at, we were at a meeting and I think it was the year or the day that you picked up your 6 years, which congratulations on. Thank you, buddy. And the topic was emotions or something mm. like that. And I and I heard a lot of good things your sponsor was there. And like I thought like this is a good topic. Like this is a topic that like you don't hear that often but is vitally important because it's something that every human being in AA or not AA like deal with, you know? Yeah. And then and I think us as alcoholics and drug addicts, we kind of have a harder time dealing with them in a way or understanding them in a way. No. So would you guys
2: would you guys say you're emotional people? Yes. <laughs> James? Yes.
0: I, I I definitely feel my emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of fly by the seat of my like I'm not ai I let my emotions guide me a lot of times. Like, "Ooh, that'll be fun. I'm going to do that." <laughs> I don't like doing that. I'm not going to do that. That makes me feel bad. And if I may, guys, um, you know, for me, I didn't know what emotional sobriety was for a while. So uh, I pulled it up. And for the listener who's who's not sure what we're talking about, emotional sobriety can be described as the ability to deal with feelings positively. Mm. The individual who is emotionally sober might not always be walking around bursting with joy, but they will no longer be such a victim. Of their emotions. This type of sobriety can be defined as the ability to feel their feelings. So, Dennis, were you a victim of your emotions? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Were
1: you reading that definition?
2: (laughs) He's got to memorize.
1: (laughs) When you started, I, I I was like, "Holy smokes!" He's like done his research. And then I, (laughs) then I thought you were reading it.
0: So, were you a victim of your emotions the other day? Because I think you dealt with them positively. You called your friend. Mm. You didn't do anything rash. You stopped yourself from having a full-blown panic attack. I think in in a bad situation, you dealt with your emotions very well. I think your emotional sobriety is is very grounded today.
1: Well,
0: i be wrong. What? <laughs> He's like you were going so good, James.
1: He said you could. Oh. He could be wrong. Oh. Well, I, I don't know. It's like in the state, like I'm still kind of recovering from it in a way, like it takes a little bit and then like, it's just comes and goes kind of. And like, when you put it in that context, sure. Like I did what I was supposed to do. I called people. I like didn't act rationally. Like I was probably in that like frozen state for like over 30 minutes before I made a decision um, to reschedule or what to do or whatever. Um, But on the on the flip end of it, I almost think like if I was more emotionally sober, could I have gotten through that without having to reschedule? Or could I have could that not have happened to begin with? And, you know, I really don't know. Like and where I'm at now, I don't know. Like, it's good to hear that you say I like handled it right and did what I was supposed to do and didn't have a full blown panic. Like like, it could have been a lot worse. And that's true, and I see that, but I still like feel like I don't want to be like this. Like, oh no, like why am I like that? That kind of bullshit. You know?
2: Well, how about this? So before you came in, and it, I, I do think you did everything right. The thing I did think you did wrong. Who did you contact first when you started feeling that way?
1: Uh, I think I contacted you first. Yeah,
2: that was a mistake. You. Well, I should be further down the speed dial, my friend.
1: Well. Maybe... If to be I fair, you were. <laughs> to be fair, you were like aware of the situation that I was in. Okay, you were a part of the project that I was doing, and I, James's phone wasn't on.
2: I th- oh okay, <laughs> I'm okay with <laughs> being so like After the higher power, I'm good with like being three or four, but if I'm if I'm next, somebody better have not have picked up beforehand, so that way. You
1: know, no like, actually you know. i like to be to be fair like i knew that you would pick up so you, and i knew you knew where i was and what i was okay. doing and you you know like we were you were already on your way to where we were film like you were a part of like the situation that i was in and then i knew my sponsor was up in the mountains in west virginia with no signal or anything so i knew like you know that i couldn't call him right. i mean i could have tried but i didn't um, because if I knew where he was, and I figured like we, I could talk to you, I could talk to James, because y'all are part of what's going on, and then I would get through it and and just you know walk through it and get do what I needed to do, get back film all that kind of stuff. Um, but y'all didn't help. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, y'all so- did help actually, but it it just ended the it. I just had to make the decision that I made at that moment you know what i thought was the best for everything sure but, um so
2: that was gonna like lead into my my question of uh i forget how it was actually worded uh james you said uh dealing with emotions positively right yeah. that's what that was so reaching out to people that's one way do you have any other ways to like deal with emotions and sobriety because before i used to And James said, like, he'll just, yeah, that sounds fun and and go and do it and not think about it. And I used to be very rash with my, um, you know, they say you wear your heart on your sleeve. I was definitely that guy. Um, And when I came into the rooms, I realized there are positives. It's a good character trait as long as it's healthy. You know, unfortunately, towards, you know, my uh, days of drinking and beforehand and growing up and even the first maybe year, year and a half into sobriety, especially, I was not in a good spot all the time because I was still trying to figure it out. So I wouldn't pause. And I think pausing is the most important thing for me before I react and make a decision. And know that maybe even just putting some time in and sitting there. Because right now, it's I'm super emotional. Um, In meetings, I have been emotional, I would say, let me see. In the last two months, the last month, it's been less. But in the last two months, I've probably cried in at least half of the meetings um, or been right there. And it's all real stuff. You know, like I, I wasn't necessarily a a crier before. I would cry, but um, I don't, I don't, I guess uh, shy away from from it. You know, like if I feel like emotional about it, then I, I cry. Then I do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know what the pause stand? The acronym for pause is
2: no. Please, allow, no. allow He's not us. Not going to get it right. Um, envelope. Not, that's not, I don't even think Whoa. "please" is right. right.
0: <laughs> Practice always using step eleven.
1: Practice always using step eleven. Yes, sir. That's a good one.
2: How how does that work? P A W S. P
1: eight what no? <laughs> Do you know how to spell using? <laughs> you don't know how to spell pause. Pause. Is this? Are we transitioning to a pause? A Paw Patrol discussion? That's what this was.
2: That's what this. Oh, was. Marshall. Marshall. That I. That makes sense. That's that makes sense. I, I actually hear your uh, your better half James uh, saying that quite a bit, and I, I think that's accurate. You know, so he's the one. He, he told about. you
1: not to talk about his wife.
2: That's right. Damn it! Okay. I thought that was you. I thought I can talk about anybody. You can. Yeah. Because you're you're kind. I'm number one. You <laughs> on speed dial Dennis. You are mean. You know, so so I pause. How do you guys figure out? You know, we talked about yes, you can call somebody in your fellowship or a sponsor to know what emotions are, are positive. Do you have any suggestions, James?
0: yeah i um one of the things I try to practice is not to take things personally ever so when anyone you know at work or my wife when they when people tell me stuff, when I take it personally, it's criticism it's a loving comment you know that that flares up my emotions mainly negatively if it's something I don't want to hear so if I practice not taking it personally it really opens up a door to a conversation um, where I can truly hear what the person has to say. And I can maybe change a, a small habit or behavior based on, you know, what that person says. To me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I take it personally and I'm just going to be like, what are you talking about? That's not man. Meh, yeah. Meh, meh, blah, blah, blah. And that was definitely me in the past. And it's still me a lot of the times, but, um, um, that's a a big one for me. Like I I tend to take things personally when it's being said about me, uh, it's being said about someone I love, um, and I got to take into account that that person who said that might not be well. You know, that person might be saying whatever that comes to their mind, and it, they don't really think about it, and and it hurts. You know, but it, it a lot of the times it's how they are and how sick they are. So. That's a good one for me. I like using that. one. And if
2: I can just say, you use so many P's, you spit all over us when you practice taking personal things in the past. Personal <laughs> <laughs> well, <you're>, you You got to let me know. I put out my fuck a dash, my poncho. <laughs> um,
0: oh no, corn leg hard just arrived. I say I say what's going on around
2: here? <laughs> you, um so in my, my first home group, there was somebody that would, every every Tuesday night, it was Tuesday and Thursday, and every single Tuesday night, they would not take suggestions, which I think was the most like frustrating, they would, um, at least every Monday, so one side of the two meetings a week, it seemed like every week, they would have a problem and they would just burst into tears and then not take any suggestions. And then, at least within the the next thirty or sixty days, a problem that would have the exact same solution would come up, and they would just be like like bawling in a meeting, and it's the same person. The same person, yeah, the the same one. And that's where I think some of the the ways to categorize what is emotions and using them. Kind of like changing them into a positive way, you know? Like if I'm describing sometimes I'll get emotional in a meeting, just talking about how grateful I am that I have the things in my life. That was what I used to tear up about. and now um, it's kind of reconfiguring how things look, and you know, the last couple months, um, struggling to not take my will you know, and to make sure to keep turning it over. Um, That's, that's the, the biggest thing that allows me to see what's a, what's a positive, you know, if I'm, if it's self-serving, the emotions are not positive. You know, if, if it's like, like that, Um, are there, are there any lessons that your sponsors uh, showed you or maybe how, how, emotional they are either one of your sponsors i know we have the same one james but would you say they're emotional
0: well my sponsor our sponsor he he's, he seems pretty well grounded in the meetings and when i talk to him
1: you know he does have
0: what 12 years of sobriety um, whenever i hear him acting a little emotional it's when uh usually when he's excited or um when he talks about his wife when he's like yeah i was pretty close to getting a divorce james i'm just like oh boy that that must have been some some fallout but uh no he he seems pretty um he's pretty well grounded um yeah so as far as sponsors goes um i'm not going to even get into talking about my wife cuz uh and
2: she might be listening to this episode one <laughs> who's how about this who who's more who's more emotional you or your wife oh that's definitely my wife yeah i I will say, and you can go back and listen to T's story um that uh at the end of it when we identified uh you can hear the emotions in our voice it's not that we broke down and you know don't go chase of waterfalls by t l c played but it was a situation where there was um so much realness to it i think real and honesty are emotions and those are emotions that can help other people so those emotions the three emotions i guess the honesty uh is humili- humility humility an emotion i guess maybe mm-hmm. is that an action
1: Not really well, I think like I want to I want to say something. I think you you've kind of touched on it, but I think it's important to say you know, like emotions are a human trait, right? We all have them and we're all going to have them throughout our life. Now, a lot of times before recovery or before we learn, you know, we deal with those emotions by like trying to hide from them or cover them up with like drugs or alcohol. Or we try to deflect with them with like anger or sadness turns into anger or something. We lash out and do something rash or, you know, not nice or something like that.
0: And with you, and Dennis, it was rage. It was what? Rage.
1: I'm going to freaking kill you. I don't mean that. That's a joke. If, if James goes missing, it's not my fault. Um, No, but like. I think there's, like, kind of in, like, society as a whole, or at least in our society as a whole, there sometimes, like, emotions are, are looked at as, like, a weakness, you know, and, like, the old adage of, like, men don't cry and stuff like that, which I think is total BS, you know, and I think it's a very toxic way or unhealthy way to deal with them, you know. I think it's perfectly normal to feel sad when you need to feel sad, to cry when you need to cry, to... You know, be upset when something upsets you to, you know, experience grief and loss and joy and happiness and all of these emotions that we all have. And I think like when we try to hide them or cover them up, we ignore what the issue is. And it usually festers and builds and turns to something even uglier where once we like can admit to them and we can be vulnerable enough and talk about them or whatever and feel those feelings then they'll pass and you'll usually heal from them and i think on the opposite side the the trick of it too is is trying not to sit in those negative emotions you know try to like you know recognize them feel them allow yourself to feel them allow yourself to get through them and then allow them to like let go and move on and heal from them you know but i think the moment that we like try to put on that shell and like pretend like we don't feel the more those feelings are going to intensify and then like turn into something really not good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty solid. I'm trying to think of any other advice for somebody that is on the fence about, uh, you know, positive or negative emotions, you know, and saying like, uh, what's, what's the phrase? It's like, um, you know, you come into AA and all the emotions that you, like, I would never bury the emotions down deep. I'm grateful that I was never one of those people. Cause I think it's, it's more difficult. Like things that I've heard from people that are that way are it's so challenging. Like before uh, coming into the rooms, if you just push them down and suppress those feelings And I know for James and myself, that wasn't – did you have an issue with that, Dennis?
1: No, not really. I mean, I was relatively, like, you know, like kind of like you said, a heart on my shoulders, you know, and more open to how I was feeling in a way. Like, sometimes, like, especially when I was younger, like, really younger – those you, those things like sadness and stuff like that would manifest as like anger or something or mm-hmm. acting out, you know. Um, but I I was I was also one of those too that like, you know, if I was stressed out, if I had a bad day at work, or like was dealing with something, my go to was to like, oh, I'll just I'll get drunk or I'll get high, you know. And then once you're drunk and high, nothing else matters. You're in like party mode or whatever. Right. So I would almost like not consciously self medicate, but in a way use those as my like escape because you don't have to deal with it if you can all of a sudden like drink an alcohol and then kind of forget about it, you know? Right. I mean it doesn't solve anything, it doesn't fix anything, but that you don't know, think about it. Kind
2: yeah, of I, I think the so. only time that I um I was kind of told well, I guess I was told to change, but I, I wasn't able to uh, when I was drinking, so I suppressed a little bit as far as I worked at the time for my father-in-law, and I had a lot of resentment because I was people's boss in making substantially less money than the people that I was in charge of, and I didn't understand that. Still to this day, I'll be honest, I don't understand it. I think it was a little bit of, um, well, you know, he's young, hungry, and we'll make him do it. But I had like I don't have that resentment today, but I still have the, the thought process of, oh, yeah, that's just what it was. Because a friend of mine was in the room that when I was originally hired, they hired me in before he even really knew me and said, you know what? Well, F him until he realizes he's, he's getting F'd as far as money wise. And he said that um, at the time with everyone else that I was working with. So like the six other people that I was working day in, day out, I wasn't in the room. I, it was a month before I got there. And that friend of mine like told me like, hey, this is the, like the truth. And that was before I started the relationship with my, my now ex. Um, and I, in my head, when I was drinking, would just play that over and over and over again. And I was verbally abusive uh, in the relationship that I was in. Because I was mad about that. And then when I was told that I obviously couldn't do that anymore, I had to bury those emotions down. And it was, it was challenging, you know, and it wasn't until I did the fourth step um, that I was able to get some relief from it. And if I, I don't like criticizing my first sponsor, he did great, nor my sponsor that I have now, but um, there was a lot that I was working through and it was tough for me to sit in the pocket of my first sponsor's timeframe of um, when I thought that I was done and ready to move on to the next step. He's like, no, I think more will be revealed. So it took me like, uh, what, 15 months to get through the steps. And looking back, I'm like, you know, it's time takes time, took as long as, you know, it was supposed to take, but, there was a lot of pain that first year and I probably act acted on emotions, not positively because I had, because it took me eight, nine months to get to step uh, five. No. How long did it take? No, no. I get, I guess it took six months. It felt like forever because I was doing 90 and 90 and then I went back. So um, that was the only time that uh, I did that and coming into the rooms Uh, it was revealed in step four any emotions that I was actually like hiding and, uh, and not going at. So, yeah. So that's it. You guys still there? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, we had a Ritz cracker break. You went on too long. Um, So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there anything else with emotions? um, Any other significance?
1: Yeah, I think something that you kind of touched on right there a little bit was. How we deal with our emotions and how they affect other people, you know, where we could be angry about our job or, or something that's going on that we're not happy with and we bottle that up. But then we end up like our significant other ends up getting the blood end of that, you know, where we're like. Pissed off because, like, the dishes aren't cleaned or some mundane something that doesn't really matter. And we explode on that. And all of that, like, built up emotion or that, like, unprocessed emotion comes out in a negative way on someone that has nothing to do with the real reason why we're feeling the way that we were feeling, you know? Mm. And I think it's important as part of our recovery, just like with our drinking and everything else, is that we process these emotions and we try to like not allow them to affect e- every aspect of our life and like you know make things worse you know with like especially things like anger and sadness or resentment you know like those things can usually manifest and and just like with our drinking habits we hurt the ones that we care about the most you know
0: yeah
2: so So, bring it to the fellowship, bring it to a meeting, bring it to your sponsor, not necessarily in that order um, but don't bring it home, you know, especially when you're trying to trying to figure it out. That's what I got from what you were saying. Is that right, Dennis sure yeah
0: yeah you could, and you can definitely tell how well you're doing uh, with emotional sobriety in your home. If you're acting all nice and sweet at meetings and everything's good but when you're home you're you're fighting every day and you're you're just full of anger you know you've got some work to do because the ones who love you are the ones who deserve it the most so uh, it's just my-
1: yeah another good another good thing too is is a good like litmus test or whatever is uh is traffic you know if you're driving and you're getting pissed off at people like cutting off or not using their signal and, you know, stuff that you're, you encounter every day when driving. Cause that's just driving. Like those things happen. It's like, are you yelling at someone outside your window, you know, or are you just accepting it and going on about your day?
2: That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Unless you don't drive and then go to the grocery store. And if the arrows on the ground annoy you, this is the world we're living in.
0: They're gone. They're gone.
1: They're all gone, yeah. though? The, I don't know. I don't know. know but in, in our publics nearby, they're gone. And I'm like, wait a second. What the hell? Like, Where do I go? And, yeah, and for all off. of our
2: listeners that are in Sweden, it's the arrows they have in Ikea on the ground.
1: Yeah. That's They'll the never way. get rid of those. That's Ikea's smart.
2: <laughs> Ikea is smart. Yeah. And to our listeners in Sweden... Hello. Nice to talk oh to you. Oh my God.
1: I think yeah, I yeah. apologize for him offending anyone by yeah. doing a horrible it's, accent.
2: It's fine. we I mean we're wrapping this up. I'm just these are positive emotions.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. Positivity is the way to go.
1: And I I I'm American. I like trucks and football and guns. Oh hey. my god. Oh my god. How do you like it? How do you okay. like it?
2: All right. From now on, it's just gonna be James <laughs> and I.
1: If you're uh, going to be like that. That's okay. probably for the best.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we haven't talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Um, our, uh, our following on Twitter, a way that you can reach out to us if you have a topic, a problem. Even sometimes in the past, people have told their stories um, through connecting with us um, on there. How can they
1: do that, Dennis? They can go to Twitter, and it's at the underscore characters.
2: Yes. And that's
1: that's where we are. Again, characters the, with a
2: CH, not a K.
1: Yes. at the T H E underscore characters. However you spell that. Yes, yeah,
2: K. I was going to be really impressed if you actually broke out how to spell characters.
1: Like I probably could do it then I froze and I was like, "Wait, what if I accidentally miss it? Then I'm just going to look like an idiot." So I'll just say it. Of this conversation
2: the last 45 minutes definitely nobody's like wow they're the smartest people in the room okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're uh bozos on the bus uh anything else you guys want to say before we uh we wrap it up yeah i like to say we're all blades of glass grass on the
0: mountaintop nice. what but we said bozos on the bus blades, said, blades of
2: grass on the mountaintop yeah we oh, parmesan, parmesan cheese on it's a, the meatball. More, it's a little more positive for me. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're po- positive. Practi- practice, practice. Always wearing shorts.
0: I will add that. Um, you know, the when I go into certain situations and I have expectations, or if I assume something's going to be a certain way, and it doesn't go my way, you know. That can cause emotions to flare up, because you know people are doing what I expect them to do, which goes back to you know pride, but um you know if I have less less expectations then I, well let me just say if I don't assume anything, you know it's, it it goes it, it's a better way to lay out the path in front of me so I'm not um going to be hurt. And my emotions will stay at a steady stream, not being hurt. That makes sense. I wanted to throw that in there.
2: Nice. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes plenty of sense. Well, on that note, we will be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 55. We're the defective characters, entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, you can't get through emotions without motion. And we'll see you next time.
1: Ooh. That's
2: actually not—that's not a uh, slogan. I just came up with that. I don't know.
1: Oh, I like that though. Huh? It's, it's pretty
2: profound. It I enjoy.